there was this constant problem of having having too many voices getting too stressed out and there were just so many opinions about what makes you a good mom a bad mom what things you have to do what you can't do what would send <laughs> you know, there's too many women um that will threaten to call CPS on you before your baby gets here. Like, it's just too stressful to be on an online forum before. Welcome to the New Mom Doc Podcast, where we dive headfirst into the beautiful chaos of motherhood. I'm Dr. Kaylin Galloway, your host and fellow new mom. Join me as we navigate the sleepless nights, endless diapers, and the roller coasters of emotions that come with this crazy journey. In each episode, we'll tackle the real struggles of pregnancy, postpartum, and everything in between. I'll share practical tips, heartfelt stories, and expert insights to help you thrive in this new chapter of life. With a mix of humor, empathy, and evidence-based advice, we'll explore ways to prioritize your mental health and find joy amidst the chaos. So grab your cup of coffee, Put on your headphones and get ready to embrace the adventures of motherhood. As a naturopathic physician, I aim to embrace the principle of docere, which is Latin for to teach, which is my exact desire for this podcast is to teach you more about your body and about health. But none of this should be considered advice specifically medical advice, any and all health decisions should be done with your personal physician. Times now that we're at episode 10 was tumultuous. There was like literally every every single thing that I had to do and I did would, uh, I'd make a plan and then I'd go to the doctor and it wouldn't work out. I'd have to change it. And I'd try to take action and I would get hurt or I'd be in agony and I couldn't do it anymore. Or there was always an obstacle that ended up really triggering me and it came down to it I was 35 weeks pregnant I had been contracting every four minutes for was it three weeks at that point and I just told my doctor like there's no way that I can do labor like this is too much I can't do this um and so I made the decision myself to, to schedule a c-section and it was really hard because I was, you know, as I've said before, I started out this journey as someone that wanted to, wanted to, to do this all naturally, you know, wanted to figure out a way to, you know, do meditation through it. And I wanted the power of being able to get through this as natural as I could. I was a naturopath. I should be able to do this. Very dangerous word right there. If anyone is able to do it, the naturopath should be able to get through a birth unmedicated. And you know, I was in med school and I was in classes where we're talking about holistic health. I actually, my first trimester was in a maternity class where we were talking about pregnancy and labor and breastfeeding and all the things. And so I was like, I know all the stuff. But I had to go to my doula and have discussion of like this is the action I'm taking and she played devil's advocate with me and was like are you really thinking this through 
Um, and she never once pressured me not to get a C-section. It was more of just like, okay, let's see. Let's make sure that you're actually thinking about this in a really helpful way. And that was like so incredibly helpful. Like I having an outside person to make decisions, help you decide was so incredible. But I digress. The point of this podcast is to tell you what I would do different. I think the number one thing I would tell myself in terms of my experience was not putting so much pressure on myself. I put so much pressure on myself to um, eat incredibly healthy because I had gestational diabetes and I needed insulin and I put so much pressure on myself because I should feel shame because I, I had to go up in dose of insulin every night and there was... I was stressed because I was in pain and I couldn't get my contractions to stop and I should be able to just move on or I should be able to just go into labor. Like I, I put so much pressure on myself and I would just say that is naturally giving birth amazing and miraculous and powerful? Yes. Is it something that every mother is designed to do? No. And I will say that for me personally, Doing a C-section was the, like, it was beautiful. Like, I had a beautiful birth. I got to go to a garden beforehand and have my doula take pictures of us. And I got to see, like, we, I got to have fun with my husband. And we, like, it was our last little photo shoot of just him and me. And then I got to go and get ready for the C-section. And, you know, like, I got to be in the middle of medicine which is something I love. I love the, the science and the rigor and the, all the things that I got to go through in the operating room. Like what a crazy experience to be awake while you're being operated on. Like that is just mind blowing and amazing that we have that capacity. And I guess what I'm saying is that it wasn't the birth I wanted, but I got to choose my own playlist during the time my son came out, I got to I got to see my husband become a dad because I wasn't really distracted by how much work I had to do. You know, yes, I had to heal. Yes, I had a major operation. And, you know, some people would argue it wasn't necessary. But it was beautiful for me. And it was a, it was a time I, when I look back at myself and I look at all that time I spent worrying and pressuring myself, it wasn't worth it. Because in the end, the, the result that I feared, the result that was like the absolute worst case scenario for me of like having to go through a C-section because I couldn't think of anything else worse. I'm sure there are plenty of worse outcomes. But I, the worst outcome of having to do a C-section was not holding that. And I look at that scar on my belly and I think nothing but strength in and of itself. So I would definitely change that mindset. The second thing is I would probably find more positive things to think about for pregnancy. Um, I, we always talk about how Dr. Google is the worst thing that you can do. Well, having a medical mindset, being in the world of medicine makes it so that you're in this diagnostic algorithm thinking world and I knew just enough information about pregnancy just enough information about fetal development just enough information to know 
how to make it dangerous and make myself worry. And I think that some of the symptoms I experienced, not all of them, were made worse because I was unwilling to just let them be and just sit with them as opposed to just freak out and worry and dive down a PubMed or Google research. So I would probably like seek out, you know, like a gentle birthing app, do more meditations, um, have more fun um, with my body being so different and changing more facets of pregnancy and embracing, I guess, instead of sitting in the discomfort of the contractions that I was experiencing, finding the beauty in, in the pain that I was experiencing and that my son was healthy and it's so much easier to think about now. I remember when people would tell me like, it's not going to be forever. I like wanted to rip their eyeballs out. So, yeah, I'm speaking from hindsight here. But I would probably more actively seek out a mindset that would allow myself to move through the pain in a way that was more productive. And I would probably put myself on the hook of saying like, you know what? You're stronger than this. You, could, you don't have to wallow in your self-pity. Like, this sucks. But, like, also pick yourself up. Let's do this. You're stronger than this. And I, I, I needed some tough love in those times. I got a lot of coddling because people knew I was suffering. And I just wish I had a couple of people that pushed me. Though the people that did push me, they got the wrath. So I guess I had to put myself in that position. Maybe I would say I'd be more open to people pushing me to, to actually look at the positives instead of all the things that were so obviously negative and miserable. The last thing I would do is I would unfollow any mom groups, social media, people uh, watching, like get rid of anything surrounding postpartum, motherhood, and labor. And I would plan my postpartum meticulously so that I could get better care, so I could take care of myself, make sure I could eat, Make sure I could have the resources I needed because I, you know, having a C-section is different postpartum than having natural labor. And so, you know, I'd have a lot of things that I, I necessarily wouldn't, you have to have forethought to think of it. So I'd plan and then I'd shove it all away. I found that there was this constant problem of having having too many voices, getting too stressed out, and there were just so many opinions about what makes you a good mom, a bad mom, what things you have to do, what you can't do, what will send you. <laughs> There's too many women um, that will threaten to call CPS on you before your baby gets here. Like, it's just too stressful to be on an online forum before, because motherhood is so, like, it's, you know, when you say, that you're going to medical school, people are like, well, it's like, like trying to breathe while someone's throwing a fire hose and reaching at you. And I'm like, yeah, that's accurate. So is motherhood. Like, who's going to be their pediatrician? Are you going to do vaccines? Are you going to go, like, are you going to have them be vegan? Are you going to baby lean? Are you going to baby lead weaning? Are you going to do actual breastfeeding? Are you going to choose to do a mix of combo of breastfeeding? Are you going to do formula alone are you going to do all these things that are just like oh my god this shouldn't be this complicated I just want to be there and love my child and honestly in those first few weeks that's all that matters I had an even particularly hard pregnancy about this because my son was diagnosed with club feet when I was 20 weeks pregnant 
during my anatomy scan. And I cannot describe to you this sort of anguish that you feel when there's something that could be wrong with your child. Um, my son's feet ended up being curled. That's what clubfoot is, like the front, kind of like inward and up. Um, and so for the first couple of weeks of his life, he had to do casting or serial casting. And I knew that that would affect my postpartum significantly. And then I would have to be at the doctor and what, once a week. He would be in full leg casts bilaterally, both legs. And um, he wouldn't be able to do a lot of the things that I would want to do. Like, he didn't really, there wasn't really a great way to um, swaddle him. And so I was, that was like one of those things where I'm just, I was so caught in like, he won't be able to have the same, like, outfits. I can't get him like little baby shoes that are useless, but so cute. I can't, like, I can't swaddle him the way other babies would be swaddled. Like, he's not going to be squishy or he's going to be covered in casts or he has to wear these boots at night that look like torture devices. Like, there were so many times where I just would worry and worry and ruminate about all these things that could totally go wrong or that I wasn't going to be good at and the boundaries I would have to place on, on a child that I knew would not understand the need for wearing these awful torture devices, which I'll let you know, he is fine. He loves them. They're a signal to go to bed. We could cross that bridge. But if I could go back and tell that woman that was pregnant, that was worrying, that she couldn't do this, that she couldn't be that mother, that she couldn't be the one who could love her child through a terrible time, who could hold her baby while he was crying for something I couldn't fix. I couldn't make it go away. I couldn't just give him some milk or change his diaper. I couldn't just put him to sleep. Like I, There wasn't a fix. And I was mad as a woman who was pregnant that I would have to do that at two weeks old. I was mad that I wasn't going to get postpartum anatomy of, of my dreams. I was so mad. I, I spent hours meditating on acceptance. I spent hours panicking that I couldn't do this. That I wasn't going to be strong enough. That I wasn't going to be hardy enough to handle this really huge challenge. And you know what? My son is running. My son runs down the hall. He skips. He hasn't quite got hopping down, but it's really cute to watch him try. He loves shoes. He loves to wear shoes. Right now we have Mickey Crocs that he wears that have little Mickeys on them, and they light up, and he gets super excited when he gets to stomp his feet. And now that he's two, I have arguments with how to put those boots on. And every time I get into arguments with him, and he has a tantrum, and I'm able to coax him into putting them on, I'm able to let him feel his feelings about them, I'm never mad that he's upset that he has to wear them. I let him know you can be so mad about this baby because mommy's mad too. But in terms of who I was, I would never know that I'd be able to, to mother such a beautiful child. I didn't know that I needed this challenge 
not that I wished it on my child, that I needed this to give myself the confidence that I could do this. Everybody and their mother on Facebook and social media and all these things say that, they say the same thing over and over again. It's like, oh, just wait, they'll get worse. Just wait until they're one and da 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 Just wait till you're in the third trimester and you can't do da 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 Just wait till you're in pain with your da 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 Or, oh, labor's a doozy. You're just da 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 Like, no matter where you're at, it's just like negative, constantly negative. Of like, oh, you haven't seen the worst of it yet. And I can look back at that woman and who was pregnant and who was miserable and exhausted and in pain and say, I can promise you it gets better. Because what no one talks about, because it doesn't even need to be talked about, because it's so magical in and of itself, is when your child looks at you while they're eating and while they fall asleep. And it looks like they're looking through your eyes, your soul. They're looking at your soul and deciding that you're this beautiful, gorgeous, amazing person that they love. They're fascinated with your face, with your eyes. The first time your child laughs and giggles and you get to tickle them, you get to make the laughter come out of their vocal cords. And that sound, I swear, I've never heard a bell sound as beautiful as a baby of your own laughing. Babies laughing are great, but it's your baby. Oh my gosh. And when you look at yourself and you see all the things and all the challenges that you've gone through, that they've gone through with you, that you've taught them, that you've carried them, that you've moved them through, when you see all that, it's incredible. It's amazing. So did I get the postpartum period that I wanted? No, I did not. I would not want to repeat it again. I would not wish it on any family. It still happens really commonly. But I would definitely feel that I could tell any woman, I know you're scared. I know you don't want to do this. You don't have to love it. You don't have to be happy. You don't have to be the poster child of success and make everyone look at you as you're like this amazing mother that can withstand all these challenges. You don't have to be that. You don't have to be that person. You can be you. You can be strong. You can be angry. Trust me, you can be angry. You don't have to be happy about this challenge. You don't have to love it. You can be bored, too. Let's be real. Postpartum is boring. It's, it's, it's amazing and beautiful and fun. It is boring and repetitive. I just wish I had someone to tell me that. I wish I had someone to tell me I could do this. I'm built for this. I want this. Got this. One step at a time. One day at a time. And for me, one pair of boots at a time. So I really hope you got something from this podcast. I really hope you um, learned and, and, and grew. Um, I have launched my Facebook page, thenewmom.com, the new mom duh podcast. I think it's just the new mom duh at, um, on Facebook. Feel free to give me a like and send me a message. I also am starting 15-minute discovery calls because I am coaching postpartum women. I'd love to help you through this journey. I'd love to give you advice and to work with you. If you feel like I'd be a great fit, please message me and we'll get you booked for a consultation. Have a great day.
Thank you for joining me on this incredible journey through the New Mom Doc Podcast. Remember, you're not alone on this wild adventure called motherhood. I hope that you enjoy this episode that brought practical, valuable insights and a sense of community. As we wrap up, remember to prioritize your self-care, lean on your support system, and embrace the beautiful messiness of being a mom. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Your feedback means the world to me, and it helps other new moms discover this podcast. And as always, remember, you're an incredible, loving, and capable mom. Together, we're rewriting the book on motherhood and empowering each other to thrive. 